We will now prepare your planet for habitation by the Zion. This time, a contemporary tale concerning the Space Action Podcast! You are the population of the world. With your hosts, Chris Carson and DC and Shama. Well, well, well. Like a panther. Hi, I'm Chris Carson. Welcome to Space Action Podcast, the official podcast of Space Action Heroes, the webcomic you can find at spaceactionheroes.com. And as previously stated, I am Chris Carson. And I'm late for a meeting, so if you excuse me, I have to go meet them. I'm Deniso and Chama. Hi, duh. It sounded like you were talking through really, really white fake teeth. Because you're like 70. Listen, my enamels are kicking butt. This Invisalign, <laughs> cannot recommend it enough. Cannot recommend it enough, no. As white as the sands of Tatooine. Oh, racist. <laughs> what are we talking about today, Chris? Today we were talking about the Book of Belly Fat, uh, Book of Boba Fett, <laughs> um, the, the, the Mandalorian spinoff series, uh, original... Series, I don't the even last know how to the last half. This. Yeah, because it's it's weird. It's it's it'd be like if if Star Trek: The Next Generation had a spinoff show with Captain Kirk in it. Like, Wait, what? Right? <laughs> Isn't this this is this seems the wrong wrong the, order? The last four episodes of the Book of Boba Fett, which I think they could have saved themselves a lot of headache if they had just called this The Mandalorian: The Book of Boba Fett. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, then you yes. would have been such whiplash all of a sudden. Yeah. You know, the whole chapter thing has been in the whole, has been used as a device since the first season of The Mandalorian. So it kind of would have worked as a book. But what do I know? I'm not writing this. You're, you're not. You're not. You're not John Favreau. <laughs> I'm not fucking Robert Rodriguez. What do I know? Uh, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna out of the out of the park out of the gate here. Uh, say that uh, I think Book of Boba Fett fucking blew. <laughs> I, think, I think it was a massive misstep, and it uh, it kind of like as a character that even I wasn't as invested in as a lot of people. I was like, well, this ruined this character. I just <laughs> listen. I'm probably easily one of the biggest Boba Fett nerds. Like, oh for sure, well, on the, definitely on the podcast as of right yeah. now, <laughs> as of this moment. As of, having said that, like. <sighs> It reminded me a lot of Solo, in the sense of just like I, these idea like I liked the visuals, mm -hmm. some of the story elements. The first half was kind of promising, but the fact that it didn't track none any like none of it tracked, just kind of left me being like, okay, I don't. This doesn't change it for me. I, I I don't know. My outlook on Star Wars is now getting to the point where I have the original three movies and everything they add after that. I'm like, sure, I don't, sure, I don't not, fucking right? care anymore. Right. Sure, yeah. okay. So I I was. I wasn't blown away when Fett came back in Mandalorian season two. When this season, this show was announced, I wasn't like shit in my pants. And as I watched it, I was just like, "Yeah, okay, sure. This is now their Boba Fett, and this is what he yeah. does. He runs for mayor, I guess. Yeah, he's, he, he um, bullies his way into being mayor. No, hey, so you've officially entered the um, the Star Trek fan in the early two thousands phase. <laughs> that like, would have been oh, around just, like Deep Space Nine, or oh no, Deep Space Nine's fantastic. Uh, even it would have been uh, after all the series is had ended, and uh -huh. there was this break, and then all of a sudden the J.J. Abrams shit started. Gotcha. And it was like, oh, this is Star Trek now. Oh, yeah. Oh, it doesn't. And the next gen movies too are obviously very, very bad. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Like it. It didn't. And I don't know if that's because it. <laughs> 
I didn't necessarily find it bad because again, my ex, I'd had zero expectations. Like mm -hmm. I was just watching being like, sure, I, I, I guess this can be the new story. I mean, he's done stupider stuff in the comic books, folks. Boba Fett fell on the Sarlacc twice. Two times. So dumber things have happened. I was like, why not him piloting Slave One into the Sarlacc? Sure. Okay. Yeah. But like that. But he, that had, he had just, he had no character whatsoever. So let's and get Tamara Morrison just can't carry, I don't think he's a lead. Like he just can't carry the show. He should be the Han Solo to Mando's Luke Skywalker. He should just be the dude who pops up in the cool ride. Does a cool thing, gives him a you know, a take it easy kid, and pops out. You Bales. know what I mean? Like he, I, he's, I agree. Like again, I, I like him as an actor, but he's just not. That's not his forte. Is maybe and maybe that's what it was. Maybe just like partway through the season, they're like, we got to to all this. We got to come gotta, up. You, you, well, because he didn't do anything. Like, and and like the 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 whole like um, jumping between timelines for the first few episodes of him getting in the Sarlacc pit and the Sand People, and then. Uh, going to become mayor of a town. Usually, when they do flashbacks in a show, it it leads to a a, a tied bow of yes. the story at the end. This had no purpose other no. than I think they were going, oh, we need to jazz up the editing a bit to make it a little more interesting. Let's talk about that because <laughs> I feel like there was a lot of potential. So when we last left off. It had been the episode where they were dancing. No, no, no. It was the episode where they all got massacred. I think was the last one we talked about. The 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 sand uh, folk. Yeah, the the biker gang uh, massacres people and all that. Oh, with um, with the I'm pretty sure Disney is phasing out the ship because the name is very problematic, and so it only showed up for about ten seconds in the entire Boba Fett show. Oh, the slave one. <laughs> slave one. Did it ever call it you slave know, one? I'm just saying it's not really a race thing. It's a human being issue. There have been many different types of slaves, folks. There well, are many different types of slaves. I always thought that it was a, a reference to um, uh, the, the slave drive, like a, when a computer, when you slave a program to another program. I thought it was, oh, I, I thought it was an electronic reference back in the 80s. I didn't think, I don't, I can't imagine George Lucas being like, let's, let's call the slave. I need a nefarious sounding word. Slave. <laughs> Negroes. Um, <laughs> but, no, I'm sorry, I think the last one we left off on was the episode but right before they show yeah how he finds fennec so that was oh that the, actress is just so horrible she was the only thing i liked about that show because really? like all she had to like her role in that show was literally to sit there scene by scene and just give exposition to remind everybody what was going on <laughs> why we're watching and i kind of was like dude someone had to do it like she had to sit there and be like okay so the the pauses are over here but the nictos won't let us move in without i'm like okay thank god because i i don't care enough about any of you people to, for, to, to, yeah. to know what's going on i'm so glad she's here to remind me at the start of every episode it was so weird that like right off the bat before like when he was kidnapped by the 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 sand people and the first thing he did was like talk to the Ro Rodarian. Is that what oh, they yeah, call him? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was just like, "Hey man, you want you want to help me escape? No, okay. Oh shh, quiet, man." Boba Fett would have strangled that motherfucker yeah. and dragged his body on his back. So, like, why is he immediately this seventy or sixty something year old playing someone younger than me, which is also fucking weird? <laughs> I think that's where all the the root of all the problems I have with this show start is that. Dave Filoni seems to have this weird thing, uh, and like you know, because he has influence over the, the universes now. 
that Boba Fett's a re- like a, a tragic hero, like a redemptive character. Even in the Clone Wars, there were a few episodes where like he had come down where Boba Fett wanted revenge, and he got to the moment where he should pull the trigger, but he just didn't because in, in mm. his heart he's a good guy. So Ugh. he really tried to like run with it here, and I'm just kind of like wondering like does every I know Star Wars was initially about redemption, but does every character Everyone? have to be redeemed? Like, like he like he literally in Empire Strikes Back, you can go and watch any Western from the 50s and 60s. 60s, and there's always like the, the black hat wearing henchman asshole of like the ranch owner that's fucking with the hero. Yeah, it's the heavy, right? As right. We, the term we learned from uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's all he was. He was. He was just. He was when that that um, that alien thing that's apparently from the Clone Wars because they. I don't. I don't understand why Disney didn't erase the Clone Wars too. That's fertile ground for future fucking projects to make a new Clone Wars series. It's weird that it's like you better know this children's show to understand what's going on. <laughs> and it's like what the fuck? I've never seen it. Um, but when that guy showed up, the big-eyed alien-looking motherfucker, Cad Bane, that's Boba Fett. Yeah, like that's who. At least to me, that as a casual fan, like that's Boba Fett. That's yep. what makes him interesting. Is that yep. he's an evil piece of shit. He was working for the Empire. He was. You know? Well, and that's the thing I don't understand because to me the motive doesn't track. Of like, I when we last left off, I was sure his motive was gonna be oh they killed the Sand People, therefore all this thing like I want to be a man was actually a guise for like no 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 I'm actually working my way to the Pike Syndicate because I want retribution to get him back right. But then two moments no no he wants to be mayor. (laughs) Two moments in the show, like he's like I'm sick and tired of dying for fools when he's sitting there and around the campfire with Fennec. And then the one that really got me was in the finale when he has the standoff with Cad Bane. He says to him, you know, the Pikes killed your biker family. And it like, like zooms in on his non-face. Right, right. And there's a flash of like, how, yeah, how did you not know? You know the how biker gang is working for out. the Pikes. So right. even if it was the biker gang, it's the Pikes who did it. It's still the Pikes, yeah. I don't understand how this is a reveal. Like, yeah. it, it was such strange writing. So, that whole scene was so awful because I was like, I don't know anything that's being referenced. Right? I'm not a little boy anymore. I mean, I'm like, what the fuck are you That made me about? laugh because no 50-year-old man would say that to anybody. I'm not a little, I'm boy, not a little boy anymore. Well, I, I'm, I was trying to think canonically. He <gasps> is probably about 38, right? Because he was uh, sure. 10, 10 in the Clone Wars. And so then 20 25 years. years later, 35, and this is five years after Jedi. So he's around He's around 40, okay. the character. The actor is 67, something like that. That's right. 66. You can't, you can't Sarlacc scar that shit away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a little boy anymore. And his teeth fall out as he's saying it. Uh, I, I, feel, I really do feel bad for that guy just because, like, you, again, I said in the last podcast, you could tell that like 20 years ago, the reason he took the job is because they're like, you'll get to pick Boba Fett one day. Just wait. Right. Just hang in there. And this is the fucking story they gave him to work yeah. with. And I'm like, there wasn't a lot to do. Like, you wanted him just to be fucking, you know, Clint Eastwood or, you know, like just skunking around the galaxy, like cooking fools and taking names. Yeah. But like, I just, I never, if, if the main motive of that fucking character doesn't work, all everything he does is it bullshit. It just all falls apart. Yeah. And, and then on top of that, you show the fact that like he's just really bad at the job. Yeah, right. I like, when did Boba Fett suck so hard? Like, I <laughs> I don't know if it was just them trying to double down on the fact that like everything he does in Jedi, he kind of bumbles the fuck up. Yeah. And they were just like, let's just piss the fans off because it'd be kind of funny if he just kept doing it. It's interesting um, to me that like that's the story they chose is 
him being so incompetent at it. Like, you could have gone infinite ways with that story. He could have just, like, I've learned this back on, you know, Bespin whenever I blah, blah. Like, that would have been kind of cool if he was, like, a, a trained seasoned bounty hunter and that's how he used his smarts to no we did none of that no he was always one step behind he was very reactionary to everything never like actually having the upper hand like the one that really the one that really killed me was whatever cad bane's like don't worry i got a plan for getting boba fett out he just walks up to the bar and calls boba fett out and he walks (laughs) out of the bar i'm like hey boba fett come here (laughs) okay Like what? That's his fucking Who plan. Who wrote this? I just don't understand. <laughs> John Favreau. This is this is. I think not even Mandalorian was 100 percent written by Favreau. This was 100 percent. And maybe Fav. He, he was just burnt out because it's it's not very good. No. Do you think Tamara Morrison was sitting at home with his family and was like, "All right, kids, it's time for episode five of your dad's show. Let's see what's going on." And then. And then twenty minutes, and he's like, "Ah, oh, it's still on the Mandalorian, eh?" <laughs> like, I'll I do, get next wait. week. I'll be back next week. And next week he doesn't. He's back to being the OG Boba Fett. He just stands in a room full of people and doesn't say anything. Second. He's just in For the background. <laughs> and it was make after our last conversation too. I was laughing every time he was just like, "Remember the bar gets bombed out, and he just is like casually strolling in, yes. holding his helmet." I was like, what? You think in this situation, you might want a little protection. Just yeah, case. just a little bit, you know? Like, no, the war's clearly started. All right. All right. It's, so, so the terrorist attack on in Mos Espa, that's fun for the whole family. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Now, that's that's two characters Filoni has pulled out of the Lazarus pit. Both Darth Maul and Boba Fett, like, easily two of the most fanboy, like, hardcore cool characters. And just been like, you know what their goal is? They want to ride a, they want to run a crime syndicate. Yeah, yeah. their their ambitions yeah. is now just to fucking run drugs and have. They know they just want to sit on a throne and tell people what yeah. to do. It's like, really? That's it? Yeah. Strange. I think the last time we talked about it, I I, I made the point that I think it, the, the problem was they blew their load on Mandalorian. They they didn't have the the balls to start with Boba Fett, so they wanted to test the waters with Disney TV, mm. and they made the Mandalorian. And it should have been the Mandalorian story should have been. Boba Fett story. I take that back now because I think even that wouldn't have been satisfying for the character if it had been two episodes of, of the Tusken Raiders and then he went back to bounty hunting and found a baby Yoda and had to struggle with the idea of a Jedi that he's protecting because of his past. I think that's even too much for Boba Fett. I think I think Boba Fett, the less is more with him, with that character. And again, I don't know all the extended literature. I don't know all the comic books. I don't know the Clone Wars. But to me, he feels like He's way cooler when he's just the guy you see every once in a while who's a fucking badass and comes in and cleans up whatever mess is, is happening and then bails. You know, you know what he reminds me of a lot in uh, the comic books a lot? He's like Indiana Jones, but instead of collecting artifacts, he's collecting heads. Like, so he's he, collecting like Padawan braids. Yeah, he's going down some misadventure, but in a very Star Wars-like fashion, it doesn't go as planned, so shit happens, but he has to use like his skills to get out of it and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And that's why he's so fucking cool. And I like the idea of him being a scumbag. Like, like evil people are really fucking interesting. Stop trying to anti-hero evil. Exactly. Evil is interesting. That's why I don't... I, I, it's kind of weird that this this version of, like, 
again, going back to like everyone in Star Wars has to be redeemed. It's like, no, every now and then a fascist is a fascist and you need to right. punch a stormtrooper in the fucking face. Like that's that's that was kind of the theme of the original movie. Like instead of this, don't you see Finn? There's evil on both sides bullshit. I'm like, what is this gray <laughs> yeah. area you guys are going no, for? No, that's not Star Wars. Star no. Wars is mythic storytelling. There's no gray areas in mythic storytelling. You don't need to fucking apply our like outlook and worldviews onto this fucking Star Wars. It's OK. Right. In fact, I go there to get away from this shit, you know? Yeah. They already fucked up the prequels with Bush era politics. <laughs> so, like, in the name of security. Oh, speaking of which, if you're I not can't with wait. me, you're against yeah, me. You're against me. <laughs> I can't wait for the uh, the book of the Emperor, where the Emperor like climb like land, crash lands in space after being blown up in the Death Star, and he finds a small community and has to defend it from uh, spice runners. Exactly. That's, that's gonna be fucking right? interesting. This child gives him like a bowl of water <laughs> and like a, cl- a scrap of clothing. And he's like, they were so kind to me. They were so nice. I don't know. I just have to save them now. I'm just upset because my mother left me as a little boy on Naboo. <laughs> it's like, oh, Jesus Christ. Why are they all fucking orphans? God damn it. Uh, <laughs> Good but, Lord. Hey, I got a question. Mm. You think the Rancor's name was Respect? Respect the Rancor? <laughs> no, because it kept saying, I'm going to rule with respect. And I think that's ah. like in his long game was like, I'm just going to make this thing eat people and rampage his, the city kaiju style. His fucking Daenerys dragon. Yeah. yeah. I hope his name was uh, Respect. Oh, that made me laugh too. Like, we're jumping all over the place, but if you've seen the show, then that's not a weird thing. Um, <laughs> But uh, I love the gang when they go into the bombed out shelter and he's like, we'll go back to Jabba's palace. I'm not naming it my palace, by the way. I'm naming it Jabba's oh, palace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he goes, we'll go back to Jabba's palace and hold them out there. And the, and the biker gang's so like, weird. I know, it's so stupid. But the biker gang is like, hey, we're, we're here to protect the city, motherfucker. We're not leaving. And then proceed to like destroy half the city by not going out to the middle of the desert to meet this yep, threat. That's correct. It's so very what, Transformers. What the fuck? That makes no sense. <laughs> well, that's my favorite part is that they clearly show earlier in the season, as you pointed out, that Slave One can bomb in and take out a speeder bike gang. He right. goes back to the fucking palace and what does he get? Ah, the only thing that can save a city, a rancor. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> Boba Fett logic. <laughs> yeah, for a second I was like, oh, he's going to go get his damn ship. Yeah. And then he brought back a rancor. I'm like, you know, you have, and you know what? It's called Slave One because you can re- control it remotely. That you could have fucking retconned <laughs> that. You could control right. the ship. That's right. It's a slave council, and they're like, ah. Oh, right. oh, there we thank go. Thank God we can we can rebrand all that merchandise. It just, it was so stupid. It made no sense. But I think they just wanted the set piece because they think it's going to be boring out in the desert, yeah. blowing shit up, right? I think. Also, because I was trying to wrap my head around the Rancor ending because it seems so shoehorned in. Trejo shows up with a Rancor and he's like, I wish to ride it. I think they're going to have Boba Fett ride a Mythosaur. Well, uh, the, 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 his, his fucking... His sigil. Uh, sigil because yeah. whenever the armorer... We, we got to get to the Mando episode, too. The two Mando episodes. But the like, two random... Which, such a disservice to that show to wrap up the storyline in another fucking show. It's a weird it's like, choice. It's such a weird what? choice. Again, what? man, Mandalorian, Colin, the book of Boba Fett, would have just saved them a lot of headache. Boom, done, but, yeah. Um, what do you call it? And whenever the, the armorer's opening up that weird chest and it has the Bantha skull on it, she's like, long ago we spoke of a warrior who yada yada, and you see that symbol, which immediately in the Boba Fett show puts the viewer's mind and like, oh, that's Boba Fett. He's going to ride 
to me, that's how I read it. He's gonna wait. Which moment was that? I'm having. I'm fogging out on. So, uh, so Mando does the bounty hunt. He can't use the dark saber. The John Favreau Mandalorians are like, I'm gonna kick your ass and take it. So the right. armor is telling the story about how the first Mandalorian rolled a, rode a mythosaur, and they right, showed the right, sigil right. on the on the chest. So right away, I'm like, oh, I think, and also him just being like, I wish to ride a rancor is my apparently my new fucking hobby. I like they they I think that's what they gotta be going to like he's gonna become the ruler of Mandalore like the the guy who didn't want the throne he'll get the dark saber or some bullshit because you think they're gonna keep going you think they're gonna go everyone hated this and we wrapped up his story uh, let's leave Tamara Morrison to go rot I think they're gonna just I think they'll backseat him it'll be like what Mando was in this season he'll pop up in an episode or two in like Mando season three and mm-hmm. again he'll be the Han Solo pop in say a cool thing and then back out which he keep should, his fucking mask on keep hopefully keep his fucking mask on Jesus. God damn keep the fucking uh, mask on I found myself That's a, it was such an interesting roller coaster because the show I was like um, Falcon and Winter Soldier how I found mm, myself just yeah. bored watching it which is like I, I really rely on my subconscious more than I do my conscious mind now because I just watch things and they just my eyes glaze over and I continue on my life because I'm exhausted all the time. Right. So I always have to retrospect, be like, did that go fast or slow? Like, did I <laughs> did I lose interest or did it hold my interest? I have to kind of like factor these things in. And I was I was finding myself like twiddling my thumbs and like looking around and like checking my phone during Book of Boba Fett. And then when the two Mandalorian episodes came on. I was just like confused. I was just like, wait, is this still going? Is this still going? So this like anticipation of when's it going to cut back to the actual story ruined the whole fucking episode. And um, I keep seeing the same um, defense of it online, which I think someone must have said and then everyone's been aping it, is that uh, like for like imagine as a Marvel fan, if you're not a Star Wars fan, uh, episode five and six of WandaVision is the adventures of Spider-Man and Tony Stark. That's how awesome this is for us. And I'm like, that would be horrible because it would, <laughs> it would kill the momentum of WandaVision. Yeah. And then just suddenly go off and do another story just to have a team up ending would be fucking horrible. Right? The, thing I, the thing I really clash with is that the plot points they chose to t- tell, we're, we are so emotionally invested in Grogu and Mando that it just made the rest of the story, the season, pale in comparison. Like, <laughs> right, exactly. like it, it was jar. It was a whiplash to, to jump over to that universe. But the second that started happening, I was just like, oh, Oh crap! Now I don't give a fuck about the pikes or whatever the shit those fish people were called. I want to see the baby. Like this is crazy. Like I I did have a problem. Like I I keep equating it to the ET ending because I think the the best part of season two was the tragic like road trip story in that movie of like we're traveling to give this kid away. You know what I mean? It's, It's the inevitability of loss. Like that makes that that season so bittersweet. So it is strange to me that they're reuniting them so quickly. Like, to me, it'd be like, imagine the end of E.T. after that emotional goodbye. And then during the credits, E.T. comes back like that winter and visits Elliot. You'd be like, what the fuck? Like, (laughs) what was the point of all that adventure then? It just it feels so it kind of cheapens their goodbye to me in a weird way that they're back together that quickly. That that quickly, yeah, for sure, definitely. Because I like, uh, I I almost felt like a man because like, I was really thinking that uh, uh, Mandalorian season three may have been being backburnered, and I was just I was coming up with this idea because the behind the scenes drama of Kathleen Kennedy being kind of pissed that Favreau's team is getting so much accolades for his work, and then all the stuff she's been doing has been bombing and hated by the fans, and so she's now doing the old Empire comic book to try and turn it into a series. Like, it's, it's a weird power struggle going on at Lucasfilm right now, with Disney kind of 
puppeteering it, mm. at least according to the bullshit that people come up with with leaks and things. Yeah, yeah. So mean, we was, all got to take that with a grain of salt, all that crap. Everything's a grain of salt. Yeah. But so I was thinking, like, okay, because the most recent quote from Lucasfilm was, um, we're not working on season three right now of Mandalorian. We're focusing on Obi-Wan, and we're focusing on uh, Andor, and we're focusing on another... Uh, series, I don't remember. Um, Ahsoka. 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 Okay. So I'm like, oh, so it's going to be like 2023, 2024 probably until we see Mando again. I wonder if this is a back-burning situation. And that's why I thought maybe Favreau went, oh, fuck. I need to put Mando back in here. I need to give him a fucking Naboo Starfighter. I need to bring <laughs> Baby Yoda back so the fans are just chomping at the bit so there's no way they can't give me season three. You know what I mean? Right. So that's, you, what I, that's what my thinking was. And you think that like maybe he's like, listen, I'll give you a little taste of what my season three would have started as just to right. keep you interested, but then I'm going to have to retool the rest of that season. Right, yeah. Now this, now it's going to be like a reboot button, a reset button, which is could be good or bad. Hey, if it's right. episodic, I'm all for it. I'm fucking sick and tired of having to watch 10 hours or something yeah yeah <laughs> i i think that's a big thing that was missing from the fat show was that like you know mando really has the formula down of like sure we'll help you out if you do me a favor and he goes on a little adventure he's this, side quest the series yeah. Ex- yeah exactly this one like the fact that they used almost the exact same angles and montage when he walked into both that bar and the mayor's office right, it looked right. like it was shot on the same day i was just like okay if i have to see him walk in there one more goddamn time uh-huh. it probably was shot on the same day yeah it, i mean because the thing is in star wars everyone always wears the same outfits the entire movie right so right. they can just pump those scenes out um so yeah like i, I that it, i maybe man they like the thing I was thinking is now that they've got the two of those back together, that's their bread and butter. Like the, that's the yeah. only thing people like about Star Wars right now. Right now is Mando and Grogu. Yeah. So I feel like that cash cow they're gonna pull the taffy on it for a while. Um, I don't. So in that regard, I don't know how long they'll wait to delay season three coming out. People might just get tired of waiting. You know, like that happens well, that's easily. Yeah, it could avatar itself. Like, cause that's that's why I wonder if they're like, okay, now the Disney execs are going. Oh fuck, we need to we need to step in here and push forward season three <laughs> i'm pretty sure it's in production is it currently filming right now because i thought they were because they only have so many of those big holodeck sets i thought yeah. they were being used for obi-wan and obi-wan fin- just finished finished filming because ewan mcgregor had a video being like oh thank you for everything blah 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 I, looks I, I like w- it's this f- article on the direct says the mandalorian season three reportedly changes filming plans so oh. i'm sure that has something to do with the ending of Fat. Oh, fat. The, the extremely rushed ending of Fat. Yeah. Oh, that was, that was the other thing, too. The previously on, the Book of Boba Fett for the final episode yeah. was the most hollow, empty thing with, like, two lines of dialogue. And I think that, like, exemplifies the problems <laughs> with that show. When the previously on was just like, ah, like a bantha. Uh. <laughs> and then pikes. that's it. You're like, you're like, what? Yeah, pikes. I'm like, wait, what? Oh, okay. <laughs> Like, okay, sure. So nothing really happened over the last six hours. Exactly. I just wasted my time. Okay, cool. Having said that, though, those two Mando episodes were, like, two of the funnest hours I have spent in the Star Wars galaxy in a long-ass time. <laughs> like, I got I to rewatch them because it was, they were just so confusing. Sure. That it, it's, it's almost like... Um, I, there's a story when I was younger. You know that that rat race movie that was based on oh, yeah. a Mad 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 World. Seth Green uh, and Rowan Atkinson. I remember it well. Right. I remember uh, two friends of mine uh, were pulling my leg, as the phrase goes, and said because the poster was all these animated 
versions of the characters. <laughs> and, they, and they said, the, that's how the movie ends. <laughs> they all go animated. It's bizarre. It's crazy. You're going to love it. And I was like, what? And so the whole movie, I was waiting for that to happen. And so the anticipation of waiting for that to happen like undermined the, even <laughs> that ruined you know, rat race for you <laughs> the movie was shit but it's just an, as an example of how like like the anticipation of or a question mark can ruin the, the the experience and that's what those two mando episodes felt like where i was like is this still going <laughs> like this is still happening you're waiting for it to cut back to the fact especially when he got fact. back to tatooine and you're like okay right. so now we're at least on the same plan no he's building a hot no, rod he's, oh he's okay. a hot rod now. <laughs> all right uh, on tatooine in armor that's gotta be hot man yeah <laughs> isn't it weird he keeps the helmet on anyways um <laughs> it's so weird that stupid scene with bill burr when he's talking to the uh, imperial agent and mando sitting there with the wonkiest confused eyes like looking back and forth like Whoa, huh, boo, and doesn't say a line Oh, he's yeah, not wearing yeah. his helmet has ruined every time the Mandalorian is doing something cool the image of him going huh, duh, duh, <laughs> looking back and forth between Bill Burr and the Imperial officer pops into my head I'm like why did they do that why was that necessary I had a similar thought I was watching the Fett and anytime he's getting bashed around the armor I just imagine those veneers and those crazy eyes underneath I'm like, I always pictured him like squint-eyed Clint Eastwood but now I know right. he's like underneath there <laughs> yeah <laughs> with his wild eyes his crazy fucking Mariels it's awesome <laughs> See, but, and then um, the, the audiences, we're, we know what multiverses are now. Star Wars should take a note and be like, uh, this is multiverse Boba Fett. We're only going to use Empire and, and not even Jedi. We're just using <laughs> the character from Empire. It's the, it takes place between Empire and Jedi. Or, but, I mean, it's, if you want to go by the Star Wars parlance, you just say, like, no, 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 that was Jodo Kosk, the impersonator who took over the mantle of Boba Fett. Boba sure, Fett yeah. is actually still out there somewhere, blah, blah, blah. Right. Or but, just you need to the problem you gotta erase the prequels. You gotta get rid of Django. If you wanna make a cool Boba Fett movie, you gotta get rid of fucking the fact that he's a clone of Django Fett. So I that'd be yeah. cool to see a, a Star Wars Visions or something, you know, like that series Visions where it's all these different anime studios. There was an he's a simpler time where he was just Jaster Mariel, a journeyman protector from Concord Dawn who murdered a superior officer and had to change his name to Boba Fett. To but Boba, Boba Fett. apparently him running for mayor was better. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have to admit though, I, yeah, I did dig those Mando episodes. Like the, the one with him building the hot rod. I, I don't know what it is. It's just about spaceships and fucking hot rods. You put those two together and have a montage of someone building a car. I'm into it. <laughs> it's cool. I mean, that fucking Starfighter cool. is like my favorite. Same, vessel same from those prequels. And like the fact it looked even more like a uh, '60s spaceship with like the silver chrome and everything. I was like, this is so fun. I'm into I this. Kind of, I I was sad it lost the yellow because I yeah. always loved that that yellow. That that was part of the the ridiculous over the topness of that design. Was that it was fucking like banana yellow. Doug Chang loved his yellow highlights. Loves his he yellow. Hell yeah! As but, soon as the scene where he's grinding off the yellow, I was like, oh. <laughs> I like. Did you play Jedi? Fallen Order? Yeah. A little BD droid running around. Oh, I enjoyed yeah, the... He showed up, didn't he? I thought that was kind of cute. He still had the limpy foot, which I thought was kind of cute. Oh, that so that's supposed to be the same guy. When does the... I'm not sure. Maybe they just all have... It's a defa factory defect. They all have bad right <laughs> foots or something. <laughs> does that mean that kid's dead from Fallen Order? Because that would have been in the... Pre yeah, that would have been in the prequel era. That's pre-Star pre Wars. Oh, I, Fallen Order is like in between, right? Because you see them like dismantling old Republic tech and building the new Empire. Yeah, shit. So it, it's I, like I'm, ten years after something. Because like in the that. flashbacks, they're like it's like five years earlier and throwing Order sixty six. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's, he's a teenager. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, I, I, like you know whatever, Amy Sedaris, hooray! But uh, oh, I, I love her and I hate her in that role. <laughs> 
You got to watch Strangers with Candy. It's brilliant. Right. Steve, like Colbert's original writing gigs and, and acting gig way back in the I day. I love her. So as a, fucking good. I, I've seen her in interviews and I love her. And she's fucking hilarious on uh, Broad City and uh, mm-hmm. BoJack Horseman. So, like, I, I, I know what she's capable of, but I agree. I'm just like, why this character? What is that? She's so grating. You know what it is, though? She I admitted it in an interview. She has no idea what Star Wars is whatsoever. Like, oh, in the just first. She's her wacky voice. Yeah. And, yeah. So, like, literally, Fabro, I think, asked us a favor. Do you want to be in it? And, like, she, and their first scene in the first episode she was in the first season of Mando they're like his ship comes in she's like like with sails like a boat and they were like oh my god like just get in there like she like has no idea what's going on so I find it kind of funny remember remember when she was like jumping behind the cargo or something what was the scene it was so awkward not as awkward as the speeder bike chase through the city that was insane but (laughs) it was an Amy Sedaris she was like she like they sped the footage up where she jumped behind a thing I think maybe when Grogu popped out I don't remember uh, what on the, the rickshaw. Was. Uh, was it the rickshaw? It was when she was in her little her little uh, mechanic area. I don't remember what the scene was. Oh, um, maybe when she's that that when he first shows up and there's that rat running around or some such shit. Yeah, I think that's it. That's it. Yeah, it's just um, yeah, she's awkward. <laughs> yeah, she's <laughs> fucked up. She's and I love her. <laughs> what did you think about the return of Doppel Luke? Um, it was. Weird. They can't get Luke right, can they? And I don't mean just visually with the effects, because I don't care. DH people, who gives a fuck the world's ending? Um, <laughs> I don't like, just fuck off with this, like, no, it's just shut the fuck up. Um, yeah. Just, just if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. It's called movies. It's all fake. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Life. Yeah. I love the fact that we can go to a galaxy far, far away and fight, you know, like giant super laser space stations. But the second we de-age a guy, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, yeah. go back to the monkey flying the ship. No, no, yeah, no, no. Right? But they seem like because last Jedi Luke was just an embittered old hag who would like flick his lightsaber at the slightest premonition of a dark side like a fucking psychopath, <laughs> which doesn't make any sense for the character. And then this one, making the the little the little Grogu choose between family and Jedi yeah. doesn't make sense for the character either. Cause yeah, he, he broke the Jedi order. He redeemed his father, even though the Jedi told him to kill his father. And he has his best friends, Han and Leia. His incestuous sister, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Well, exactly. Like, and th- th- I can't help but notice that both this episode, that episode, and the Last Jedi kind of enforce the fact that Luke was just like this textbook thumping Jedi nerd, right? The rest of his life, and I'm like, but that means he didn't learn anything. Like, he I thought nothing. I thought that was the whole purpose of that character was that he <laughs> he was too old, he trained too late, and he kind of broke all the protocols of the Jedi Order because in the prequels right. they were this arc fucking hypocritical organization that needed to be dismantled but yeah, now we're balanced to the force which means he probably would breed a bunch of dark side users along with light side users with these new rules but they didn't go that way it's strange and i don't know if it's just because i'm one because <laughs> they run mark hamill's voice through that speech of fire is it right, called? to make him young. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, no. It's it, it's 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 crazy. What they do is they they run all his dialogue from the films and from the um, uh, radio dramas through a computer. Oh, really? Yeah. It's oh, it's like a deep fake for your voice, and then you just type in the dialogue, and it says it in Mark Hamill's old voice. That wasn't Mark Hamill. That's at not all? Mark Hamill at all. It's a robot. 
So they didn't hire him even to do like a face scan. I think he for the performance work maybe, but like other than that, I, I'm uh, his voice for sure. No, that's that's a robot. You can kind of it's huh. more obvious in the end of the Mando season two. He sounded more like a robot back then, but now they're it's gotten a little bit better. But I find the problem is there's no emotion in it. Like you, I was like I think about Return of the Jedi Luke, and granted, when he's stuck in the net with the Ewoks, he hasn't you know gotten the shit kicked out of him by his dad and his dad's boss yet so maybe he's not as fucked up but he's a lot more animated he's like you know stick with Chewy 3PO yeah he's not like a robotic dick but now given the last it was a it was a human voice exactly (laughs) exactly so now given like the last Jedi in this movie it just kind of feels like oh no Luke's become kind of a knob like and that's why his his order falls apart that's why usually like you said he ends up swinging a lightsaber at his nephew you know and I'm just like for no fucking reason well, it's we don't weird. know. We don't. That's what's vague. I was just thinking about that the other day. We don't know what he saw in Ben Solo's head because clearly he was doing some shit. Because remember, he's reading his mind. You can hear like lightsabers and screaming. Yeah, so he said he saw it all starting again. That was the line, right? Like it all happening again. Oh, so he hadn't the, done anything yet? It, ben had done nothing yet and he read his mind. But he was like getting senses of, of darkness in him and he read his mind and had a premonition that one of his paths could be the path of Darth Vader. Well, I mean, he technically wasn't wrong, right? Like he was seeing the future. Like, because yeah. he but, fucked up. <laughs> and again, I mean, if you if you're gonna change a character, at least make it good, and then it's fine. But if you do it badly, then you're gonna have nerds like us complaining because, <laughs> like, saying rightfully so, Luke went against fucking Yoda to save his father. Why would he like? I'm gonna kill this motherfucker. No, better not. <laughs> like, but why would, why would he do that? Mm, <laughs> but. Now you got me wondering, because, like, he does go against Yoda, like, he go, and then Yoda's like, dude, if you go, you're going to get fucked up, and Ben's like, yeah, and I'm not helping out. Boy goes, he gets fucked up, and he doesn't help out, and that's why yeah, whenever he's he, screaming, Ben, yeah, he comes back in Jedi, and Yoda was like, you weren't ready for the burden, like, you ran off like a kid and got your ass kicked, yeah. so... I don't know, man. Now, now you got me wondering if, like, Return of the Jedi Luke is this heroic, because I remember him being. Well, because Return of the Jedi Luke is straight up like brimming with dark side rage as he wails well, that, on Vader. That's just whenever he, that, he, he that goes it out, out of him. Like he says yeah. his sister and then he snaps. Right, and then but then it, he snaps back as soon as he sees his hand and his, and yeah. his own hand, blah, blah, the parallels of him going to the dark side. That's a lesson learned. And I guess that, like if you were to have a conversation with Ryan Johnson, he'd probably cite that moment as the reason Luke had his moment in Last Jedi, but they're so vastly different. Right. Like Luke was like like at the end of his rope, he's watching his friends die. He's about to be murdered himself, and finally he just lets go because Leia's brought into it and goes right. nuts for a minute. He's not just like creeping into a young boy's room <laughs> and like feeling up his brain. And like this is nephew no this is just like dude like ask talk to his mom first like this right? is just weird and but, then just be like I gotta kill him like what but now I'm wondering it, now it really reframes my viewing of Return of the Jedi that moment he's like I am a Jedi like my father before me in that moment maybe that's him just like buying into the whole Jesus of it all and he's just like from now on I'm gonna preach the ways of the Jedi yeah, and maybe you know it, it kind of taints it in a weird way now I guess yeah yeah well everything taints I'm <laughs> never gonna Wars. be a Sith you almost made me kill my daddy so I'm gonna be the right? greatest Jedi who ever lived and it's like ooh it's no. so bizarre yeah it's so bizarre it doesn't make sense, and then having and, and then flipping Yoda too. I don't know how we got to Last Jedi because it's so much fun to fucking bitch about. <laughs> well, but, it's in um, the cards, man. Because like, again, we're bringing, yeah. we keep going more into the history of Luke Skywalker, like of Luke. Yeah, 
Yoda flips in Last Jedi too because he burns the books and he's like, ah, progress. That's more important than tradition. Yoda, he went and he sequestered himself on a planet and hid twins in order to keep tradition alive. Exactly. Like, why? That really bugged Because, like, that's... In the first one, no one's more hypocritical than fucking Yoda. He, like, he's, like, you know, arrogance and is the path of the dark side. He walks up to Darth Sidious being all like, what's up, bitch? And he yeah. gets his ass handed to him. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. So, again, like, that's what humbles him. He's like, do not underestimate the powers of the Emperor because I was an arrogant prick once and I got yeah. my ass handed to me. Although two Jedi, we would have totally taken him. But oh, I yeah. chose to go alone. Or two <laughs> lightsabers. You could have just crossed two lightsabers and apparently that lightning bounces right back into his face. Right, right. Yeah. Fucks him right oh. up. <laughs> Stop lightning! <laughs> it feels so good. It just feels so good. It's, so it's like trying good. to stop coming mid cum. I, I think that's what it is. If you look at his face, anytime he's shocking anyone, he's having a good old time. So maybe that's what it is. <laughs> so fucking stupid. So fucking stupid. Uh, you know what I just realized? It just popped into my head. Uh, and just in terms of the characterization of Boba Fett and where to take him if you're doing a series, mm. he worked for the people that killed his father. Yeah. I never yeah. thought of that before because the Empire is so much different, but the, it, it's the Old Republic. So he watched Jedi kill his father, and then he watched the organization the Jedi worked for become the Empire, and then went to work for the Empire. Well, that's the thing. I think it comes up in the comic books once or twice where he's, like, killing old stormtroopers who were, like, retired clones, and it's, like, it's kind of fucked up because they're all my dad's face. You know what I mean? Right? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Ugh, it's so stupid that he's, a, he's I've seen your face a million times before. When that line was said in season two of Mando, I was like, oh, I hate. I hate that that's that's, that's part just, of that's just part of it now. Yeah. I think to me that the overall takeaway from this whole season is episode one, Boba Fett on the throne, and he's trying to figure out how to rule Mos Espa. Last episode, he's looking around a destroyed Mos Espa, and he goes, "Yeah, this isn't for me." He literally <laughs> said, this, is, "This isn't for me." So I'm like, "Why did we spend seven episodes telling Jesus, that story?" Yeah. Hey, it's so easy to spitball better ideas. It's so crazy that John Favreau, a talented, talented motherfucker, dropped the ball so hard on Boba Fett. Because, like, okay, let's make him the evil. Let's make him Ca Cad Bane. Bane is that mm -hmm. it? Cad Bane. Like, like, like. No, you watch the fire. Exactly. Bane. Okay. Um, even though I'm sure that's not the original Bane either. <laughs> I think it's from the Bible, isn't it? Um, for our audience, it works. For our audience, it works. Um, <laughs> but make him, like the Sarlacc pet, fuck him up even more. And make him more of that Cad Bane type, miserable bastard asshole. And then maybe right. and then maybe have Mando come in and redeem him and make him join his religion, you know? Like, never take your helmet off again because you're old as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, whatever, I, like anything would have been I don't better. think you need to dig that deep. I really would have been fine. Jesus Christ, replace the speeder bike full of Freetown people with a bunch of Tuscan Raiders. That's, right. you know what I mean? Like, like, you don't need to dig that deep to change it just a little bit and it goes up a grade. Like, yeah. It, it's so, a lot of just strange choices throughout that whole season. It's so because there is a moment where it pivots so hard, where the the huts are there, and that's super fucking oh, fascinating. Yeah. You're like, this is gonna be cool watching him go up against some huts, and then the, the he's also <laughs> like working for the Tuscan Raiders and making them like the the new authority in the desert, so they're gaining some respect. And literally in this, I think it's the same episode. That all goes away. It's in the and next episode, like, and then the whenever the big the Wookiee tries to assassinate him, and then they gives him back to the huts, and they're like, "We're taking off now." By the way, the right? Pikes are the one who tried to kill you. And you're like, "Wait, 
Why? Who gives, who gives the fuck about the Pikes? A bunch of guys in lame masks. I'm sure they exist. Are they in Solo or something? I, don't I think. Even know. They, I think. That, yeah. You know what? I could. I could see one on, on Castle at the Spice Mines in my head, and I think they're also in the Clone Wars as well. In the Clone Wars. Yeah. But like, there, there is a competence of stormtroopers. It's not like they have like super battle. Well, they have two very slow walking lumbering destroyer droids. Destroy. Yeah. They're <laughs> so slow. I really fucked that Rancor up. I wonder I, if the right. Oh man, how great it would have been if he'd been like, "This is my Rancor, Slave 2. <laughs> <laughs> and the Rancor just looks back at him like, "What the oh. fuck? Who did I throw in with?" <laughs> oh man, it's such an. Oh, I, I, I don't know, man. I just I, I have so many questions. I have so no. many questions. No computer programming for that name. You can't. Well, you can't explain this one away. He's just my He's fucking just a slave. slave. Look at look yeah. at the, look at the chains. That's what I was going to see it. That's yeah. what I was going to say about the rancor because there's a lot of stuff that just happens and it's <laughs> unresolved. And then whenever the fallout happens, you're like, yeah, because he didn't do anything. Example. Mm-hmm. It's funny when you just said that. It made me think. I was rewatching um, the one episode where he has like the very. Uh, untouchables like dinner. They're all at the long table and Fennec Shands right, walking yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. And then None of one, you betray me. That's all I ask for. One of the Nyctos is like, what's to stop us from killing you? And at that exact moment, of course, the Rancor pops up. He gives it a very scrawny bone, a little tiny yeah. piece of meat that calms it down for some reason. Um, and they, they got way bigger in the finale, too. It was a much smaller Rancor before that finale. Yeah, yeah. And then they, uh, and then they, they all back the fuck off. And I'm like, but you, you didn't answer the question, what's to stop them from betraying you? Right. So when they all betrayed you in the last episode, I I, I wasn't really you know Surprised. sympathetic or shocked. Like I was like, yeah, of course, yeah. You, your rancor can't be in six places at once. And it's that's a <laughs> uh, that's a perfect microcosm scene for more than that too, because it's like I intend to rule with respect. Jabba ruled with fear. What's us to stop you from betraying? Stop us from betraying you? <laughs> the fear of this fucking <laughs> rancor. That's what. <laughs> Do you respect my rancor? Ruling with respect. You know, fear leads to respect. Respect leads to anger. Oh, man. It's so stupid. You know what was great, though? (laughs) Fucking Cad motherfucking band. I was happy they, they at least gave um, him a, a live sc- on-screen appearance. I wish he did something more than just lumber in and out of scenes and monologue, but you know. Again, I don't, I didn't know that character showed up and I was, and it was with the uh, the revelation of, of someone I should know and I was like, I don't know who the fuck this is. I've never seen the Clone Wars. Uh, but he, but as soon as he started, like, as soon as he guns, gunslung, is that the past tense for gunslinging? Slunggingered. Slunggingered. Um, um, oh, Cobb what's his dance. What's his name though? What's Timothy Oliphantastic? Who should have been the new fucking Boba Fett? Wouldn't that have been great if you just been like I have the armor now? I'm going to take the name and I'm Boba Fett now. That would have been fucking awesome. It would have been more in line with the books too. With the books, um, it's that whole scene. I was like, this is awesome. This is this is great. I'm not happy with the makeup around his mouth. Maybe they could have CGI'd the pink away from his gum line, but that's a fucking nitpick on the makeup side of things. But um, that was great. That's who Boba Fett should have been. Yeah, and yeah. then and then. Like you said, he made, like, oh, I know how to get Boba Fett out. <laughs> Oi, Boba Fett. Like, what? Okay. What? Why is he Australian? <laughs> Why is this? I don't know. <laughs> Oi, then, mate, get out here. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, ten minutes of, like, oh, when you were a kid, I was proving this and that. He's like, oh, I'm not a kid anymore. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. This fight's taking forever, and I'm so bored. You know about the whole thing about the original standoff they were supposed to have? No, no. Okay, so in a deleted Clone Wars scene, so back in the Clone Wars day, 
uh, when after Jango Fett died in the in universe, Cad Bane took over as the most notorious bounty hunter in the galaxy. Outside okay. of the universe, they just need a cool bounty hunter. I don't remember, know if you remember Dirge from the Jendi Chaskovsky Clone Wars, the big one that Obi Wan fights. He has like pink tentacle Vaguely. arms. You're talking Samurai Jack one, right? Yeah, the Samurai Jack one. Which so, is fucking awesome, but uh, exactly. I don't actually remember him, no. They, they killed him off, so they're like, shit, we need a new bounty hunter. So they came up with Cad Bane, based him on Lee Van Cleef, like Angel Eyes from the, the Sergio Leone trilogy. Right, okay. Because, um, you know, Eastwood, it was they used Eastwood for Fett. made sense that they had another cast member from that series. Which so, is crazy, because I imagine, in, not to sorry to interrupt, but in yeah. Empire, I doubt they were thinking Clint Eastwood for Fett. They were probably thinking that character for Fett in Empire. So it's weird that he's sort of become. Well, I mean, you know what I mean? the aesthetically, he's no aesthetically, he's clearly Clint Eastwood. He's got the poncho on. He's got right. the, the he's spurs. He's got the look and the colors. Char- he's all green. But character-wise, yes, character he, wise, he's, yeah. he's totally Angel Eyes, um, or more uh, accurate, D- Douglas Mortimer from a few dollars more. Right. Um, but having said that, um, I do like the way they. Like some people were bitch moaning and complaining about the fucking makeup. I thought he looked pretty fucking cool. I like the blend of old and new school they used for that. Oh yeah, um, no, he looked. It's just you could see the crinkle lines around the lip, and as like sure. it's just and, and you could see the pink of the actor's gums. And I'm like, oh, two seconds of CGI, he could have made those gums the color of his skin. See, that's to me is like that's alien anatomy. Maybe they just got weird fucked up gums. Like oh, they got weird uh, gums. I, I don't care. Well, the, that's <laughs> like the me. ultimate. Nitpick, nitpick, and you, and that's the thing. You don't nitpick that hard if you're enjoying what you're watching. You know what right. I mean? <laughs> but uh, originally, what happened is that there was supposed to be an episode where they had a standoff, Boba Fett and Cad Bane, and he, they were to fire at one another. They would both get headshots, and then the camera would cut to Fett's helmet, and it had the dent, the infamous dent in it was from oh. Cad Bane. Yeah. Is that in the Clone Wars then? That was a deleted scene. You can find it on YouTube. It's like an incomplete animatic. Um, so they, it's almost, not frame for frame, but it's very similar what they did in this episode to kind of give closure to those two, their arc. Because basically, if I remember my hist- my my Clone Wars history right, Cad Bane was trained by Jango Fett and kind of saw Boba as a bit of a disappointment to the name. He was just like, what the oh. fuck? Like, your dad was a killer. He trained me and like, you're the, you're the fucking follow up to this line, blah, blah, blah. So... The whole finale, he uses, like, I don't know, that to me was very cowboy in a way, because I like those two characters. Even though there was no dramatic tension between those iterations, it was totally not there. If you don't have any of that backstory, it doesn't right. really have any of the emotional impact, so that's kind it's of irritating. so weird that they're relying on it, because, like, is, are, you, are you only focusing on uh, people who were children ten years ago? It's strange because I, we had this conversation about the uh, MCU years ago where it's like, well, now we got to do homework to get the full emotional impact of right. all these fucking things now. And it's like, well, no, I just I came to this just to watch the thing. I don't want to have to watch a bunch of Cad Bane Boba Fett episodes to understand right. why this is taking up, you know, 30 minutes of my fucking show. And it's fair. Like, like I, and again, I don't want to um, shit on anyone who likes the Clone Wars. It's, it, you like what you like. It's yeah. no one's fucking business but your own. But it it, it is... Made, like a kids show it's an animated uh, kids show it has darker elements but the best kids shows do I would say it's as much as a kid meant for kids as the first Star Wars like you don't get flaming corpses but it's I, like like there's like tonally See, the I way comp- they do it like they, there's like the straight up murder and decapitation in the Clone Wars right which I so find I think of it like Transformers like but the Transformers, they're robots. Like we're talking about, like people get taken hostage and straight up murked in this show, where you're just like, mm-hmm. oh shit, okay, like we're not fucking around. 
But uh, no, yeah, I always saw it as for kids because because I tried to watch that movie, the Clone Wars movie. Which you, that's where you fucked up. That's right? where I fucked up too. <laughs> I saw that in theaters, and the diehard Clone Wars fans all unanimously hate that movie because it wasn't Truman really, Capote Hut. Yeah. yeah, they hadn't quite figured out the dynamic between because Ahsoka went from being one of the least like characters to like a, obviously now she's getting her own show. She's a fan favorite. And that movie was really res- responsible for a lot of the ire because she was so fucking irritating. Yeah, I remember seeing movie. that movie in theaters with a hangover, and I was like, I cannot wait for this to be over. Like, it was unbearable. So that mm-hmm. scared me away from Clone Wars for years. And so when people were like, no, it's awesome. You gotta watch it. They changed it. I don't, like, there was definitely, there's even, like, you can see in the style of the animation, there's definitely, a, I'm not sure if it was a uh-huh, creative team jump or what, but it was almost like a, a soft reboot happens like around season two or three and that's where it starts getting like legitimately good i think that's i, I don't know i i, feel I haven't like watched old, all of it i've, I've just done right? like a, an abridged version of it you know i feel like an old man uh, yelling at the clouds because when i heard that um clone wars was going to be the only thing not uh uncanonized right which i thought was weird because as i said fertile fucking ground to make like the galactic clone wars a new show mm. blah, blah blah fertile fucking ground um, I tried to watch a couple episodes, and I just couldn't. Maybe it's the animation. Maybe whatever it was that was making me go, I don't fucking care about this animated show. I just couldn't get into it. Right. And um, and I think it's weird that now they've decanonized everything, but they're like, but you still have to watch about 100 hours of an animated show that you may hate in order <laughs> to get a bunch of references we're going to make because we are not going to pull the brakes on that. It's kind of. <laughs> it seems like maybe that was part of the Filoni deal. He was like, "I'll come in, but you got to keep all keep my Clone Wars." Yeah, because was it Rebels was the first thing they kind of pushed as Disney Star Wars as in the animated field. Oh, I think fuck, the, Rebels is on there too. So now am I going to have to watch that piece of shit? Don't bother. Exactly. That's <laughs> it's, my point. It's not great. <laughs> see how you see Rebels is how I see Clone Wars, and I'm like, I'm not going to do. Don't, like, uh, don't throw my me. Time. In, don't throw me in the Clone Wars, bro. Just because I like Cad Bane, I think he's just a cool looking <laughs> character. I've watched a grand total probably about like. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Okay, I watched that last season just because I wanted to see what all the hype was. The Bad Batch or whatever. No, fuck the Bad Batch. I didn't know. I didn't even touch that. But that's canon too. So we're gonna need to know the Band Batch for Bad Batch for a new show. It was the last season of the Clone Wars. They brought it back to wrap up the finale. So pretty much, the only reason I watched it is because the last couple episodes overlap with the beginning of Revenge of the Sith. Like Obi Wan calls up Ahsoka and he's just like, "You have to get out of there." Like Anakin just killed. All the separatist leaders, like I saw him killing younger. Yeah, like it's it, well, it was kind of cool because like they recreated certain scenes, like the one scene where they're at the the holographic table. I, they showed it from like Mace Windu's perspective, so just okay. little shit like that. Like you know, it's very Star Wars esque, like retread old ideas. But I'm like, this is kind of cool. I like that we're seeing Order sixty six happen on the other side of the galaxy, where it's not the main character; it's just some fucking some random random. It's just, it's just Ahsoka sitting there, and all of a sudden, her best friends are like. I'm sorry, and they try to murder her. You're like, oh, that changes it tonally because it, <laughs> in the movie it's all over dramatic and the gorgeous John Williams score. But like, whenever you just flip it to like, hey, your best friend's gonna try to murder you now, and you have to make a choice of whether you're gonna kill him first or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's really interesting, you know. I do like that uh, Order sixty six in the real world is just like making Jedi the biggest fucking losers. Because remember when Grogu watched three Jedi get gunned down by five stormtroopers? <laughs> They're really good stormtroopers. That's why what they're the painted fuck? blue. That's why they're painted blue. And then, blue. Even during that montage, way back in 2005, during that montage, I was like, they just killed a lot of Jedi really easily. That chick went down after three shots. <laughs> like, what, is, what is happening right now? My theory 
Was that you ever played like Battlefront Two, like the original oh, yeah. one on like oh, yeah, uh, yeah. PS PlayStation? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, if you if you're humming, you can take out like an entire squadron of stormtroopers. But sometimes, that one like, motherfucker. Sometimes, like, you just, there's like seven of them that just start nailing it and you get mowed the fuck down. That's how I saw Order sixty six. Is that you have like one Jedi per planet with like thousands of clone troopers that they're they're generals, right? So they're all sequestered yeah, yeah. off. So like next thing you know, you imagine you're on like a little troop transport. It's you and 18 other stormtroopers. Also, they all turn on you. You can take out like maybe seven, but the other ones are totally fucking kicking your ass, you know? I don't know. You could, according to, to Star Wars canon, you could force push a bunch of them and then force heal yourself, and then you could make something <laughs> magically appear in your hand that another Jedi was holding You can else. only do that if you're a dyad, you, oh, you right. big goof. Right. I or a Skywalker. Um, was it us that was talking about how how the Palpatines ultimately succeeded? I think so. Mm-hmm. How, the, how the 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 sequel Star Wars trilogy ends with the Palpatines having wiped out the Skywalkers and stolen their name. Right. <laughs> that is true. And you know what I hate the most about that? Given the way everything's going, they do have full license to be like, but raise a Palpatine, so you never know if that dark side's gonna come back in 15 or 20 years. It's like, oh, you sons of bitches. I think that's the rumor now that the next trilogy they're considering is, uh, uh, like, Old Lady Rey, probably. Like, that far in the future. With a new Jedi Order. Who gives a fuck? I don't care anymore. It's like start. It's, it's become. You know, it's funny because there's the quote by George Lucas that says, "If I don't want to sell this because it'll become like Star Trek, it won't be special anymore." And he's right. You make enough of something, it loses its its being special place in in the culture. Uh, and I think Star Wars is now Star Trek. I just don't care anymore. <laughs> I'm. I have faith in. Ahsoka and Cassian, just because, like, those. Uh, so, Ahsoka, a little less just because she's a Jedi, but, like, she's not, like, a Bible thumping Jedi. I'm hoping that, like, it's going to be more like that Shogun episode, the Samurai episode, where she's just going out in the galaxy doing cool Jedi shit. You know what I mean? Uh, that's what we thought about Boba Fett, though, that's, too. That's why I'm holding out hope, like, because it's not the same creative team, although the, the creative team for Obi Wan does not look great. I was looking it up. I was going to say, yeah, I'll bet you anything Obi Wan's going to fucking blow it does not look anything the, the last thing the writer i don't want to shit on him too early uh of that obi-wan let's see he was uh that last Zack snyder uh fucking zombie movie was it Zack oh, snyder yeah the, yeah the, yeah the, the, the army of the dead or whatever the fuck it was, army the, of the dead yes the the yeah. lost the, like how do you take zombies in las vegas and create such a blurry boring movie i don't yeah. understand how that happened Oh shit, can I use this moment to transition for a moment? Oh, congratulations. You're Thank like a you. gorgeous woman. I don't think that's true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll be hideous. Um, no, but speaking of Zack Snyder writers uh, doing other things, um, I watched um, Apple TV's Foundation. Okay. Have you heard of it at all? I have not. It's the uh, Isaac Asimov series, Foundation. Um, which ties into his robot series, iRobot, and all those. He wrote, like, three series of novels that all are, like, thousands of years separated, but the same universe. He did kind of did the first MCU in that way. Okay, okay, that's cool. So he, yeah, back in, like, the f- uh, 50s. And um, um, it's the writer, it's David S. Goyer, writer of Batman v Superman and Rise of Skywalker, and, and I didn't know that <laughs> when I downloaded the series. So you're saying it's fantastic? 
And it is unimaginably fucking awful. It's crazy. It's like it starts off as a tasty meal, but then every like fourth or fifth bite, it's like a rotten thumb. You're like, what the fuck? And then you, but you keep eating the meal, and then and then more rotten thumbs just keep showing up until the end of the movie. You're like, where did these eighty <laughs> rotten is, thumbs come from? This is a film. Uh, it's a series, an Apple TV original series, the hoity-toity Apple fucking TV. Oh man. And it's so sad because the Foundation series is literally like you you can't everyone like attributes Dune to a lot of things and as do I. Dune knows everything to Foundation. I see. Like Foundation is the the actual seed that grew the Matrix, Dune, Star Wars. Like there's so much Star Wars in Foundation, the Evil Empire and blah blah blah. Um it's an, it's it's fantastic. I've just started. I've always known of it, but I never read it. Just started reading it. Okay. And I just wanted to aside for a second to say I sat through the show, and don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> if you're considering watching and Foundation, don't. Just don't. <laughs> just don't. That's Let's it. see. That's oh, we got Jared Harrison there. Lee Pace. Yeah. No. Great cast. Uh, no, actually, that's not true. I will take that back um, there are a few great cast members of that show and then there are a lot of just wooden the main girl is unimaginably a bad actor like it's crazy how bad her scenes are Gal Dornick the character yeah and they're all gender flipped eh? like all the male characters okay. Okay. they're all men in the book obviously it's written in the 50s um, and they're all gender swapped all the main characters except for the guy, um, uh, the, the the creator of the foundation. Okay, he stays who he is. But they they go off the rails so far. It would be like if Star Wars was a book and you adapted it into a series, and all you kept were lightsabers and the Death Star. <laughs> That's it. And oh, everything no. else is different, oh, right? No. <laughs> yeah. Everything it's else like, is did you different. just read just read the jacket? Like, what happened here? <laughs> exactly. You're oh like, ah, no! Fuck off. But you but got yeah. Bear McCreary doing the music right out. Did he? And the production design is is beautiful. Like everything, the ships, the way they go to warp, everything looks fantastic. Hmm. But it's just the the it, it's the David S. Goyer of the Goyer of it all, right? Yeah. Is there it's a lot of mystery boxes? <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Yes. Yeah. The whole the whole show in the book, um, Harry Seldon, the creator of Foundation, he he dies. Uh, he's just an old man dying, so he's trying to get his plan off the ground before he dies of natural causes. And when they get to Foundation, there's a message from him to be opened 50 years later, and 50 years later it's opened, and it just says, like, here's the next phase. Because it's all about using uh, something called uh, psychohistory, I think, or psycho-whatever. It's mathematics to predict large functioning um, structures of how they'll they'll eventually collapse. Okay. So it's, it's chaos theory, almost, in a okay. way. Pre-chaos theory. Um and so he just developed the whole idea is that the the universe is falling into chaos. The empire is evil. Uh, there's rebels and blah 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 blah. So it's all going to be destroyed. So he's going to go and create a foundation which has every piece of information from our society, so that when the dark age happens, <clears throat> we can get out of it a little quicker. Okay. It won't be ten thousand years. It'll be one thousand. In the show, there's like this giant glowing magic monument on the planet when they get there that's emanating a force field that makes you pass out. And, and it's all like mysterious and crazy. And then, spoiler alert, it ends up being a mess, the message box from Harry okay. Seldon. Uh -huh. But it's so overblown and so fucking stupid in order to keep it like a mystery box. You're like, oh, Jesus Christ, man. <sighs> so pointless. Anyway, sorry, I just had to aside onto that because I just finished it. 
pulling the taffy on the old foundation. It's Apple TV, man. They think they're so up their own ass. What I mean, else like, they got? Oh, Ted Lasso. They got Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. They, got a, they got a bunch of shit. Like, I was looking through. Apple TV is definitely targeted at older people. Sure. Because everyone gets, is like, just buy grandma an Apple box. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's $100. Dollars. Yeah. It's easy to use. Press a button. It's infinite entertainment. Yeah. So I think, like, they definitely, because they're, we're the classier one, but in fact, it's just you're for older people. They're trying to be like the HBO before HBO was HBO. HBO. <laughs> <laughs> but even HBO is like, we're going to show softcore porn and like shitty full frame Soprano shot on home video. It's like, they, uh, I, you know, I love Sopranos, but goddamn, that was an ugly show at first, right? Right, yeah. Cheap yeah. ass HBO. This is like, they're trying so hard to be like, we're like, basically what Apple does, right? Don't worry, it's an iPhone, the most important thing you'll ever own. <laughs> They're doing the same thing for their television shows. That's true. That's so weird. The Jobs Sorry. effect. Totally went off the uh, rails there. That's all good. All right, man. I, I, I'm all fetted out. Yeah, I don't know if we got any more fet to fet here. Book of Belly Fat. I'm sticking with that one. I'm coining that. <laughs> the man's in his 60s, for God's sakes. <laughs> Should we all be so lucky? <laughs> uh, yeah, my, my book, that was the name of my book when I was a teenager so <laughs> I, I can't yell at me listen um, more more hot rods less less colorful mods am I right folks yeah, yeah, am yeah. I, am yeah. I, more am hot I right? rods less colorful mods am I right All we don't right. want any more bears <laughs> we're pretty catchy Homer <laughs> oh we gotta talk about we're only one episode away from the end of Peacemaker which is I been, have to, I have to catch up uh, yeah, I have to catch up. I'm I won't spoil fine. anything, but I started off being very like trepidatious about it. Like, is this good? I don't really know. It's there's some elements to it. The bear conversation. Now that's one episode away. I'm like, this is fan fucking tastic. This Peacemaker makes the Marvel shows look like what the naysayers say they are. You know oh, what okay. I mean? Okay. Like it makes them look like hollow, churned out crap that the naysayers say they are, which objectively have to like it is McDonald's, right? They're they're pretty formulaic. Like there's not a lot of, like the most depth you get out of like a like a Marvel show is like Wanda's sad because her boyfriend's gone. Right. It's like okay. I, I can wrap my head around that pretty easily. <laughs> Along comes James Gunn making a lot less um Suicide Squad the series, but more did you ever see Super? Yes. It's super. The it is. Series. It's very much like. So you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking brilliant. It's so good. It's so good. And it's all about redemption, which is weird since I've, we were just talking about Star Wars for so long. I've only. I'm. I think I'm three episodes in, but I love what they're doing with uh, Robert Patrick. Like he's just such like the, the perfect asshole prick father. <laughs> well, that's why I was getting like confused by it because I'm like, is James Gunn actually like a far right wing person because he was pulled he was like dragged out into the limelight and beaten with the rod of public shaming for supporting Trump um, All right. Uh, what's his name uh, Agent Doggett there T-1000 <clears throat> Robert um, Patrick Robert Patrick but he's in it but he's playing a Nazi so like is he aware that is he like all I said in one time was maybe Trump's not so bad and they destroyed me and, and James Gunn was like dude tell me about it Come beyond, come beyond my fucking kinda show. Feels I like it. Is that what happened? Kind of like, feels I like it. It's so weird that he's playing white, white knight. Is that it? Yeah, white knight. White knight. 
Which is, I mean, it reminds me of Michael Richards on that fucking Curb Your Enthusiasm, the Seinfeld reunion. <laughs> like, it's just, right? you, you can either, like, awkwardly, like, let it be the elephant in the room or just acknowledge it. Like, in, like in your next role, just be like, yeah, I'm going to play all white supremacists. Yeah, because yeah. I supported Trump and you crucified me for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Like that? <laughs> Fuck you. Because the whole show seems, even Peacemaker himself is very much like a, he's like a right-wing man's man learning to be a better person. Yeah. Right? So every, it's all about, you know, facets of humanity and shades Which, of gray. I'd like to, wait, by the way, call out, I totally called on the Suicide Squad podcast. I mean, wait. there wasn't a lot of other options for him to go as his protagonist, but obviously it was going to be like, he's going to learn not to be a prick. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, he yeah. has to realize, hey, I'm kind of a fucking monster. Also, you know, I totally called Mando coming back last week too. Did you? Yep. Uh, you were saying you were you said something like, uh, you know, let's go kick some ass was how it's gonna end, like you know, cliffhanger. And I said, no, you know, Mando's gonna come in like, hey, it's me, your buddy Mando, and he's gonna come in and help save him. Yeah. Totally called it. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, uh, I can barely, I have the memory of a goldfish these days. <laughs> Like, did you? I don't know. We have a podcast? <laughs> what? Do, uh, who put these on me? What's going on? <laughs> Why is there a mic down here? Is someone listening to me? <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't I, know. Um, it's so bizarre. I've been watching, uh, I've been addicted to, have you watched any Righteous Gemstones? I have no idea what that even is. It's on Crave, but probably from HBO. It's Danny McBride's new show. Okay. Um, I never got into Eastbound and Down, but I'm assuming it's kind of the same kind of flavor in the sense it's a bunch of Southern, <laughs> formerly rich assholes and like their complete debauchery. Okay. So the gemstones, I don't want to spoil too much because like it's one of those shows like the, the, the less you know, the better. The better it'll be going in, yeah. The gemstones are a televangelist family played down South, uh, Played by, uh, let's see, you got Adam from, um, Adam De- 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 Divine? No, Demamp from, uh, oh, come on, uh, Workaholics as the youngest brother. The middle sister, I don't recognize her, but what else? Her name, it's Edie Patterson. I don't know what else she was in. Uh, the oldest brother's Danny McBride. And then the father, the main televangelist matriarch, is fucking goddamn John Goodman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> just fucking crushing it, as always. Um, again, I don't want to spoil what happened because the first season I just finished and it's such a weird ride. It reminds me a lot of Breaking Bad where you're just like, how the fuck are you going to get out of this situation? Right, it just right, it right. keeps getting worse and worse. Um, the second season's kind of retreading on a similar theme from the first one, but it, I'm still optimistic that it's such a weird, fun universe. I'm just having fun watching it. Like, I never watch a, a comedy drama with my hand over my mouth as much as I do when I watch this show. Right, right, right. I'm constantly just like, Jesus Christ, how the fuck is this going to get resolved? It's a really fun writing, and like, the, I don't know, the, 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 what do you call it, conclusion of season one was so good, I was kind of bummed how season two started, how they, with spoilers, kind of go a little bit to status quo. We're like, oh, okay, really? Like, we're just back to there? Like, all that shit that, at the end of that season, is just resolved now? And we're just... Grogu's just back in the ship li- with Mando? A little bit, yeah. 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 Um, but it's still fucking John Goodman. And they added uh, Julia Roberts' brother, Eric Roberts, to this season. Okay. His weird catcher's mitt face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But he's crushing it. Like, it's 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 pretty fun so far. I, like, again, I, I, I was like, oh, I'll check this out. And I... Binge the first season. It's pretty fucking good, man. Nice. I, if I if so little time these days, but I'll keep that one in mind for sure. I'll add it to my Captain America style list. You, yeah, yeah. The pocket li- pocketbook list. Yeah. So that's two recommendations and 
is it three recommendations? Is Book of Boba Fett a recommendation? I'd recommend you watch episodes five and six. Uh, yeah. Well, if you, well, if you like Mando, you're going to sure. need to. I don't know. I, it, you know what? As a Star Wars fan, like the first three episodes, I like the fucking Sam People story. The mm. the I like the two episodes about Mando, and then the finale is just the weird, awkward finale that that season deserves. Like to me, again, it, it I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. It was just awkward. It, it, it just it just left me frustrated more than anything. Mm. Like every time, so like every at the end of every episode, I was just like, but why? <laughs> like, right? but why is this happening? And I wasn't mad. It wasn't like the prequels or the sequels where I was like just rolling my eyes at the screen like this is fucking unwatchable it was just like no there was no effort put in to motives felt very strange yeah and I think about it was strange yeah like I just I don't understand like it just it really felt like they were phoning it in and I just I felt that was a strange choice but like again maybe they just they had to keep the sets hot for the next production or something or something like they had some like they went they were under budget on Mando season 2 so they're like fuck it let's do this throw Rodriguez a fucking bone yeah, I think that was another big problem with it was Rod- I just I don't like Robert Rodriguez's work aside from his very early stuff. The irony was the episodes he directed in his own show were the worst ones. Right? Like <laughs> <laughs> like Bryce Dallas Howard, great episode. Dave Filoni, amazing episode. Robert yeah. Rodriguez just and like you're doing the finale, bro. After those two, like you gotta bring the noise. And I was just like, ah, oh boy, yeah. did that guy it's, just spin and shoot a guy? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. did that just happen? Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, but like, I love old western movies, people. If you're gonna do that move, you need two things. One, your back has to be to the fucking person you're shooting at. <laughs> two, yeah. it has to be a cross draw belt. So when you do that spin, there's a purpose between the there's rotation. An actual purpose to it. The yeah. dude's facing the guy with his gun out, so he just twirls for no goddamn reason. <laughs> I don't want to fucking be that guy, but it's just fucking absurd. He should have just been like playing guitar at the same time. It would have been full on like El Mariachi. He pressed a button, yeah, and just like you just hear fucking mariachi music come out of his uh, cyborg eye or whatever. Yeah. Keep an eye um, out. It's crazy how we've watched Bryce Dallas Howard become a, a really good director because she's kind of, like, I'm, as far as I know, these shows are where she's been cutting her teeth yeah. on directing, and her first directed episode of Mando was awful, if I recall correctly. I don't remember and then was her first. I'm trying to, I just remember it popped up saying directed by Bryce Dallas Howard, and I went, oh, that makes sense, she's not a director. But now we've seen her, like, her, she did the best episode of, of Book of Boba Fett, was her. I kind of feel like whenever your dad's Ron Howard... Like it's kind of in your genes to just crush this scene. You know? Like, like <laughs> it was I, dormant, but it's it's there now. Like I think it's like the Norm Macdonald joke about uh, Justin Trudeau. Remember, where he's like, uh, I heard about Justin Trudeau, and I like, ah, you know, um, uh, Pierre Trudeau. He was a, he was a great premier. I love that guy. This is his son. He's, this is great. And then I remembered he also has a mother. <laughs> <laughs> But I think, because Bryce Dallas Howard always comes off as like the like the dumbest, giggliest, blondiest, bimbo moron in interviews. And I'm like, oh, you're an actress. You 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 were raised very rich, and you're an actress. But you probably never had to use your brain. You ever seen? Now it turns out she's fucking awesome. You ever seen Ben Affleck in an interview? Exactly. And have I don't you like seen ben the Affleck town movies either? Really? Oh, see, I like Ben. Like I liked uh, the town. I haven't a seen lot. the town. I, I haven't like seen the, the town. town. Um, and uh, did I like Argo? I think I just like John Goodman in Argo. Um. 
But, but yeah, no, it's she uh, did. It's uh, so a... her first episode was the ATST, the Seven Samurai episode with the. Yeah, uh, that one was really fun. Except I, it should have been an ATAT for the the dread of it. ATSTs yeah. are chicken walkers for called chicken walkers for a reason. Her, her second one, I think, was the Bo Katan one. Yeah, it was the Katie Sackoff one, which I love that episode where they hijacked the really Imperial good. Cruiser. Um, he crashes so who, down wait. the crash down sequence that is like, have you seen the side by side comparisons? Whenever the Razor Crisp splashes down in that harbor, someone did a side by side comparison of the uh, Apollo thirteen command module montage. Oh, it's the same thing. It's the same thing with like the close up on the panel sweating, the the heat flare on the underside of the ship, the cut to the pilot like struggling with the controls. Like it's literally shot for shot. I'm like, that's so cute. You just did a little <laughs> tip of your hat to your daddy. That's adorable. Just a nice little thing, yeah. I don't know, yeah, she never, like, just, just seeing her in interviews, I never thought, there's a director, I always thought there's an actor. <laughs> Turns out I was wrong. Yeah, man, she's crazy. Oh, uh, maybe this is the note we should go out and have, speaking of the, of the BDH, mm-hmm. have you seen the Jurassic World Dominion trailer? I have, yeah. See, I, I broke my trailer diet for this. I usually don't want, but I'm likely not, I don't really give a shit about this movie whatsoever, so I was like, fuck it, I'll just watch it. I, uh, Thoughts? I too- to this day, I still get heat for liking the first Jurassic World. I know, yeah, I know you do. And I still do, I still do. The same way you, like, think of some shitty thing that you enjoy for just the pure shittiness fun of it, right? Like Throwing feces at cars. Sure, you you love that. I've seen you do it myself. I do. I really do. <laughs> but I will, I will never backtrack on Jurassic World. I think it's fun, I think it's fun that it's like ironic that they're saying like pepsi saurus and the whole thing is a joke in and of itself and it's just trying to it's like spice world but with dinosaurs like it's this very self-referential like this is a giant yeah yeah i find it fun i still do this day the second one is is chris pratt rolling away from lava (laughs) my favorite part my favorite part of that franchise easily sums it up it's up there with alan 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 And this one looks like it's going to be a lot more lava rolling, honestly. Like, I don't give a shit. I love that for some reason in 30 years, the three OG cast members still wearing the... In case you didn't know that was them, we're going to put them in the exact same costumes. Right, like, Lord has got the tied-off 90 shirt, Goldblum's in the black-on-black, and I'm like, okay. Yeah. Is that and what Grant we're doing? Is Indiana Jones, basically. Yeah. I'm like, is that what we're doing with this one? I just... Yeah. I don't know. I can't think of any good reason... You'd get those three back in the story. No, well, fan service because they're looking no, no, around. I, 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 of course, but like in story, like it's gonna be right. so forced and shoot. What like the there's fuck? only one man who can help us now, and I'm like, I, yeah. I just, I, I have no patience for the, this. As much as I, I hate Fallen Kingdom, it made sense, I guess, that they would call Jeff Goldblum to be a, a witness to the trial, to the proceedings about what to yep. do with the dinosaurs because of his double. Uh, experience with them exactly, but uh, this is this like Alan Grant, Ellie Sattler, my, 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 and everyone. Like, well, they're not the it's Ghostbusters. Just, Why do you need to bring this team of people back together? They were just three right. tourists thrown on a helicopter together. And I want to go out, and I know we've talked about this before, and we don't agree on it, but I want to go out talking about trailer reactions mm. because I uh, one of the recommended videos was a trailer reaction to the Jurassic World, and I hate watched it for some sadistic <laughs> fucking reason. <laughs> And never do I get more, like, convinced that we are living through an extinction event than when I see 40-year-old man-children crying over Dr. Alan Grant. 
<laughs> you know, it's and screaming like, and I have a child now, so you can see the behaviors, the similarity of of a child, how a child reacts yeah. to her doll, yeah. and a forty year old man reacting to Doctor Grant, and it's so fucking pathetic. And maybe I'm biased. <laughs> But, like, I've, it started in 2015 with the second Force Awakens trailer with uh, Chewie, we're home. And oh! everyone losing like their... Like Nazis at a political rally. <laughs> like, Jesus fucking Christ, this isn't but, Hitler. But, like, that one, I don't know, that one did emotionally get me just because you're like, he's so old, he's going to die soon, but he's doing it one more time. One more time. He nah, might crash I, into a theater. Um, I smelled the stank on that from moment one. But, like, I, I guess for some people... Jurassic Park is that movie, so it is for I, me. It is me. I'm that person. I, I just, I, I don't get that. <laughs> I don't get that response from seeing that that lineup shot of all of them together. I was just like, but they're not. It's not like there was three movies of these guys piling around right. doing dinosaur adventures, doing fun adventure shit. Well, there was. They just weren't all together in all three of them. Well, but, it, well, it was one guy got two, and one dude got one. I guess Ellie kinda is in the third one, but like, yeah, both dudes got two, and then Ellie got. One or two? No, she. Everyone got two because Ellie's in part three. Grant's That's what I mean. Like three. she's kind of, but like, is she? Like, yeah. <laughs> she does Deus Ex Machina the shit out of it. Oh yeah, by yeah. Getting the army to come in, I guess. <laughs> by staying at home and watching her kid, and it's just like yeah. I, I, like, I think that's 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 what didn't blow my hair back whenever they, they were showing that shot that's no. clearly supposed to be the big reveal shot of like the whole cast together. I'm like, they, they, these guys have no emotional connection to each other. Like they yeah, don't. No, they, they, the there's, there's zero th- bring these three together except that one incident that happened thirty fucking years ago. And that's like 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 Star Wars is to DC as Indiana Jones and Jurassic Park is to Chris Carson. Sure. And I, as as the guy who should be going at the trailer, I can tell you it's fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> And why why are we living in the age of everything ending? Have you noticed that? Like, I mean, other than the actual culture and world we live in. Yeah, um, I think it's, yeah, that's the reason. Because it's Endgame, and then Spider-Man was the spy- Endgame for Spider-Man, yep. and now this is the Endgame for Jurassic Park, and it's all these, like, that's the new um, um, uh, market research thing. It's like, you gotta make the big grand finale, and I don't think Did anyone's you know- thinking, like, what do we do after that? Well, it's also kind of like, that's... Not surprisingly, after the ninth Star Wars movie came out, I think like the OG me- like mega trilogy is like we're doing our big finale. We barely made it out without getting our fucking you know right getting our dragged the across Avengers. the coast. And then that's just <laughs> yeah, you have like Rise of Skywalker and Endgame happen within, and they like you know say what you will about the reviews, they're po- completely different reviews, but they both made a boatload of money. Oh, yeah. So I think that's the big move now is like we all have to fucking finish it. And like you know, three is a good round number. Three Spider Man, three Jurassic Parks. Even though it's technically not the third, <laughs> ultimately, you know what I mean? It's like eight, it's the like yeah, the sixth Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. the ninth, ninth Spider Man. But we can, it, but it's if we say it's the third final one, it sounds satisfying to everybody. Mm-hmm. It sounds like and Star bring Wars. back everyone, bring yep. back all the old people, yep. blah, blah 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 blah. So it's very strange. So it's interesting to see what the next step is, and I think the next step is extinction. <laughs> I get, because it, it reminds me a lot of that. Did you see the Ghostbusters, the new Ghostbusters? Oh, I unfortunately did see yeah, the new Ghostbusters. Not, not, yeah. not, no, it's not for me. No, it was um, awful. Like, I, I, I'm not a huge Ghostbusters fan, so I just spent the entire movie being like, oh, it's the stacked books. Okay, yep, that's what we're doing for the next, like, two hours. It's just fucking... It's the De- it's, here's what I've come up with. It's the DeLorean. It's, um... 
like first of all, Ghostbusters was lightning in a bottle. You can't recreate yeah. that. It's a time and place, blah 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 thing. Look at the eighties. You have the DeLorean, you have the Batmobile, you have Ecto One. And there's a great story about Robert Zemeckis and the studio came to him and said, we have a deal with, I don't remember the car company, but let's just say for the sake of the story, Mercedes. We have a deal with Mercedes, so we want you to put the DeLorean, uh, we want you to put Doc Brown's time machine in Mercedes. And uh, uh, his response to that was, Doc Brown doesn't drive a fucking Mercedes, he drives a fucking DeLorean. And he fought, and he like fought, 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 and he won. And now that is one of the most like recognizable socially yep. you know relevant to the 80s vehicles ever made flash forward to today that conversation would go uh we we want captain marvel to be driving a mercedes and the director would go no way oh you're fired <laughs> <laughs> let's get in the machine that makes the movies get the machine in that makes the movies and there's make no sure to show i think in the newest that moonfall movie there's even a moment where they're like quickly switch it into sport mode and it goes faster for some reason it's like wow we're just putting straight up commercials into this shit like we have no artistic integrity <laughs> right it's gone especially it's anything budgeted over 10 million dollars yeah. oh yeah on, it's gone so i think that's another like the like why that we're in this place of like everything needs to wrap up because everything's kind of ending because everything we've been doing isn't working anymore and we don't know what to do next and name uh, what the Jurassic Park cars in the '90s? Is there any other inf- like the last 22 years of cinema since the turn of the century, turn of the millennium? Has there been like a social zeitgeist thing like a DeLorean or a Batmobile? Well, so Batmobile, I, like, I was like, even the new Batmobiles, like you can't really. Like, the, if, like if you yeah. if you went forward like oh my god it has almost been twenty years since that movie came out but I was gonna say if you went ahead like maybe like to like the 25, 30 year anniversary you're like look it's the Bat Pod people were like yeah it's one of the many vehicles that many Batman like many, it's, many. it's not like oh yeah. my god the Bat Pod like no yeah. it's an ugly motorcycle saturated yeah everything's been just overdone and it's it's bizarre what a world eh? yeah <laughs> so so Kenobi next right yeah you guys yeah. ready. Yeah. And we, I want to do Peacemaker whenever we have a chance. I know, I know that's not going to be able to probably be done uh, next weekend because it's hard for your beloved hosts to do this, at least on my end. Um, uh, I love, I'm in the corn wall next weekend. I'm in the in the, in corn, the wall of the corn. corn. The children of the corn. <laughs> I've never seen that, so I can't think of a good reference. So yeah, blonde, white, Aryan children. That's all I know. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, mm-hmm. we'll we'll figure out some. We'll be back. We'll be back we'll soon. Get some peacemaker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even if it's not a peacemaker episode, we'll definitely get some peacemaker in there. Mm-hmm. Damn right we will. You'd be like that show that came out three years ago. What are these idiots talking about? <laughs> Wait, there's another peacemaker. <laughs> no, I mean it's gonna take us that long to get to peacemaker. I'll get some John Cena in there, no matter how. Oh. All right, I gotta go to bed. <laughs> yeah, we this 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 podcast definitely ended with a fizzle, not a bang. It's yeah. after dark. Now we're just talking about yeah. movie trailers and John Cena, so it's 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 time to go. Oh, did you watch? Nope, I had the trailer. For, oh, you're right. You got the trailer thing. You're not doing. Yeah, because I I, I I use I watch a trailer for something I don't give a shit about, but like nope, I like Jordan Peele's just so weird. I feel like his movies, the less I know. Yeah, it's gonna be. Yeah, don't more watch it then, because yeah. there's a lot. I mean, imagine it's it's not good. It seems like there's his trailers always seem like there's a lot in it, and then you go see the movie and you go, ah, this, that's like one tiny part of the giant picture that the movie is. Right. But the trailer does feel like there's a lot in it. We're like, ah, oh, that seems spoilery. Yeah, I just want to go in blank for this one. Yeah, blank man. Cool. Yeah. All right, folks. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. That's a, a nay for foundation. Uh, 
a yay from DC, but a nay from Righteous Chris Gemstones, Boba, baby. Boba Fett. A yay for Righteous Gemstones. And um, a yay for Peacemaker, I think. So, yeah. And a yay for you. Oh. Wait, do you mean me or do you mean the people listening? Uh, fucking whoever. <laughs> like a bansa.